Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Back to the issue of kids in school, or going back to school. Harvey Bischoff is the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation, and he joins us on The Roy Green Show. Harvey, thank you very much for the time. Always good talking to you. Uh, The Premier Consulting with Educators and Doctors over a 24-hour period on Thursday to find out what educators and doctors thought uh, to me, that's looking for political cover. How did you see it? Oh, to be fair, Roy, he gave us 32 hours, but <laughs> but I'm with you. I mean, look, we've been we've been pleading with the government for over a year since the the first school closure uh, announced on March 12th last year to uh, to consult with us. You know, we represent the voice of frontline workers. We can we 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 offered all the way back on on uh, March 12th last year to work with the ministry to make things as safe as and as effective as possible. Uh, over uh, over a year later, um, we get 32 hours to respond to a letter with a month left to go in the in the in the school year, um, and you know I mean I guess others can judge uh, as well as I whether or not that's a sincere effort at consultation. All right, so I, I wanted to get your thoughts on what the premier did because to me that's again that's just looking for political cover, and there's no way that they're going to put into effect or even to, into the equation information that they receive over 24 or 32 hours, 24 hours after the fact, after after the deadline. But the issue of the lost generation of kids. I just spoke with Dr. Martha Fulford, infectious diseases specialist at McMaster University, very impassioned about this, deeply, deeply concerned about kids losing their focus and really talking about the lost generation. Do you have concerns about a lost generation? And what's the key to your members and you to getting kids back into the classroom? Yeah, so I've actually I've, I've met with Dr. Fulford, and uh, and I share her concern um, entirely. Um, I worry about uh, what's been described by uh, by another commentator as the potential for a generational generational catastrophe. Um, you know, there is academic loss. That's one thing, but there is also the loss of social emotional development. Um, there's concern for those students who, you know, those, those students who rely on on food food programs at schools. Um, and Harvey, uh, no, sorry to interrupt, but this is all some. These are all issues that we've talked about a great deal for for a year now, and and we're still mired in the same place. Yeah. So I mean, look, this this part, I, I you know, I, I'll answer the rest of your question in a moment. Or happy to, um, but this part I can't understand. I can't understand why over a year into the pandemic there is no evidence whatsoever of a long-term strategy um, by either Premier Ford or Education Minister Lecce. I, I, um, it, that's unconscionable. There's no, there's no indication whatsoever that they're looking forward to next year to say, um, what do we need to do to remediate the gaps that have arisen for kids, the, the difficulties that have been exacerbated uh, for kids, and we know that the pandemic has, has inequitable effects uh, on students, what are we going to do to to um, address those things? And there's no, like I say, there's no hint that they're even looking at them. So that um, that that's an overwhelming concern. Okay, carry on with the other part of my question, please. Well, remind me, please, what <laughs> what the second part was, if you would. Well, really, it was just a, it was about you know the lost generation of kids, and we, here we are, we're mired um, a year later, and you just talked about that, but we we are still mired in the same argument, the same questions. The same issues, and I'm seeing the same frustration. In, and I could read you the emails; they're coming in so quickly now. Uh, and people are people are have dug in their heels. They're angry. They're upset. They want their kids back in school, or they don't want their kids back in school, but they want adults to take charge. 
Yeah. So, and, and I think I think part of what you were asking me was what it would take uh, to you know to go back safely. And and we support just as the science table did today. We or, or at least I saw their their uh, their commentary today. We support the idea of a regional reopening. I think there are many places in the province where uh, schools could be open with a reasonable degree of risk, and there's no such thing as zero risk. So so we have to weigh these things in the balance, but with a reasonable degree of risk. Um, and in fact, we were. Uh, taken aback by the province-wide school closure announced on April the 12th. We're, we're unclear why schools in certain areas of the province um, needed to close. But, you know, when it comes to somebody taking charge, you've got a premier claiming that he needs consensus. This isn't true. What government decisions uh, need to be made on the basis of consensus? Uh, governing is hard. He needs to take the best advice he can, and then he needs to make a decision. What he's really tried to do here, it seems to me, is set up a conflict between us and, and uh, um, you know, medical experts. And it turns out there actually is no conflict. Between so that's us. quite an accusation. Oh, and, and I think it's, it's well borne out, because when you look at whom the premier wanted to consult, he wanted to consult the unions and the medical experts. He didn't ask school boards, for example, to weigh in, neither individual school boards nor the associations that represent them, what he was hoping would, or I believe, was that there would be a conflict between us and the medical experts. Well, it turns out there isn't. It turns out we all support, or, or the majority of us, uh, the consensus position is we support regional reopening wherever it's safe to do so, because the best place for students, um, if it's safe, is in in an in-person learning situation with the support of all kinds of educators, teachers and other other educators who support students, that's the best circumstance. And, and we and the medical experts agree with that. Harvey, do you see this situation dragging out over the summer? I, I know we don't, we don't really know what the variance reality is going to be, but if the status remains reasonably quo, do you see the situation just dragging out and extending itself until we get to September, and we'll be right back where we are today. Oh, I certainly hope not. I, I, I don't, I mean, look, the, the variants are the wild card right now, um, and, and they, can, they can change circumstances rather, rather quickly and drastically. So, you know, I mean, what I hope is that there's sufficient vaccination that we can yeah, absolutely. Um, but for heaven's sake, the government, this government needs to sit down with stakeholders and figure out a plan to start next year in the best way possible because we don't just have a normal school year to look forward to next year. We have, we have a huge amount of work to do to catch up, and that requires a lot of people pulling, you know, rowing in the same direction. And that can't happen if the Ministry of Education refuses to talk to the voice of frontline educators. And I can tell you, I haven't been able to get a conversation with Minister Lecce since July of last year. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.